Hello and welcome to Writing with Friends, your weekly chat about the best writing tips and tools for your current and future creative projects. I'm BJ Williams, a writer and scientist in Washington, D.C. And I'm Hillary Barnes Martinez, a writer and educator in Anchorage, Alaska. Today on Season 1, Episode 3, we'll be talking about the muse. More specifically, we'll be delving into where our writing inspiration comes from and why the way we conceptualize inspiration can have an impact on our writing practice. That's right. And later on in the episode, we'll discuss our tool tip of the week, grammar apps and extensions. Stay tuned to hear about how Grammarly and other grammar checking software can speed up your draft editing workflow. And now on to our craft topic for today's episode, the muse. All right, BJ, let's start with the origin of the idea of the muse. You, our listeners, might be familiar with a term as it pertains to ancient Greece, where muses were goddesses who inspired different kinds of work. For example, you might have a goddess of poetry or a goddess of history. But today we'll be talking about the muse primarily as it is conceptualized by the writer Elizabeth Gilbert. But before we dive in, I want to start with a question. BJ, where do you feel like your creative ideas come from? I feel like a lot of my ideas come from shows I watched and books I read as a child. Or even dreams. Ooh, I love the idea of writing from your dreams. (laughs) Sometimes writing from our own experience can be energizing, but at times it can also feel like coming up with ideas and putting writing on paper in a beautiful way is really, really daunting, at least for me. So if we don't want our brains to be the sender of all our idea generation... What are some alternative inspiration sources to consider? Well, today we are proposing that whether or not you consider yourself spiritual, you might benefit from embracing the idea of a muse. Okay, I first came across this idea in Elizabeth Gilbert's TED Talk, Your Elusive Creative Genius. In this talk, Gilbert describes creativity as a divine attendant spirit called a demon in ancient Greece, and a genius in ancient Rome. But speaking to modern day creatives, Gilbert proposes we return to this model and call this creative attendant spirit a muse. I want to mention here that Gilbert also elaborates on this idea in her book, Big Magic, if you're interested in a more in-depth explanation. But the basic idea is this. You can make a pact with your creativity. You agree to show up, but you don't need to take responsibility for the quality of your creative ideas. Instead, you, the writer, just need to put pen to paper consistently. That's your whole job. Writing consistently always seems to be the challenge. And last week, we discussed tools like the Pomodoro method to help us maintain our writing sprint. Do you think we can apply that same technique to finding one's muse? Maybe a simple 15-minute session to see what you can discover? Right. The Pomodoro Method helps us nail down that consistent writing time day in and day out. And while that can sound a little bit dreary, perhaps, I don't think that means that writing creatively could never feel romantic or mystical. In fact, I love thinking about writing as a collaboration with something bigger than me. You can still embrace creative mystery. In her TED Talk, Gilbert shares an anecdote about the poet Ruth Stone that I really loved. Apparently, Stone, who lives in a rural area, would be out working in the fields when an idea for a poem would sweep over her, 
and she would run into the house looking for a pencil and paper. And sometimes she would barely make it in time and she would catch a poem by the tail. In cases like these, the poem would be intact, but it would be backwards and it would come out with the last word first. What an image. Another writer who speaks really eloquently on the intersections of art and spirituality is Madeline Langell, whose name you might recognize from her book, A Wrinkle in Time. Langell also talks about her creative process in many published journals. My favorite book of hers on this topic is called Walking on Water, Reflections on Faith and Art. We'll link it in the show notes. That sounds great. Thanks for the recommendation. So as we wrap up this craft topic, BJ, I'm curious, how do you conceptualize your creativity? Well, I like to remember that your inspiration can come to you in parts. I often find that my ideas evolve and merge together over time as new waves of inspiration come over me. I think it's helpful to be patient and to not criticize your own creativity. What about you, Hillary? Oh, I love that you're stressing the idea of patience. That's so important, and I agree. I try to stay as non-judgmental as possible when I'm writing, which really can be challenging. Like Gilbert suggests with her notion of the muse, I try to remind myself that my job is to show up and do the work and be gentle with myself when a writing project isn't going to plan. And let's face it, we've all definitely been there, especially with those tricky, tricky first drafts. But those tricky drafts never stop us from writing. So let's wrap up this portion of the podcast with our craft topic takeaways. Takeaway number one. If it's helpful, consider your creative ideas as coming from a higher power or a spiritual energy outside of yourself. Takeaway number two. Your job is to show up for the work. As we like to say, consistency is key. Takeaway number three, be compassionate with yourself. As much as we'd like to believe otherwise, the quality of our creative output is not necessarily within our control. And it can feel easier to cultivate self-compassion when you see your creative work as a kind of collaboration rather than your sole responsibility. Okay, and now on to our tool tip of the week, Grammarly. BJ, can you tell us a little bit about Grammar Apps and Extensions? Grammar Apps and Extensions are an excellent way to use AI-powered software to help you with your editing process. Many of us have tried Spellcheck and Microsoft Word, but these new AI-powered tools add context and feedback beyond grammar rules and spelling. Two of my favorite tools are Grammarly, a tool with free options, and Pro Writing Aid, a paid subscription service. However, as helpful as these tools are, I would suggest taking the recommendations only as advice. They are not real people, and they often stick to rigid grammar and style editing guidelines. Great, and why would we use this tool? There are many different use cases. I like to run the Grammarly app on my computer and have it review each piece of writing when I finish a session. The tool will highlight, underline, and walk me through areas of concern. This lets me quickly fix typos and add clarity to sentences while ideas are still fresh in my mind. It's also a great tool to run right before I send a piece to my writing workshop partner. Totally. Always good to run a grammar check right before you send something to your writing workshop. 
or just when you're emailing a colleague too. Okay, lastly, what are the main benefits you've seen of using this tool in your writing? I think grammar apps and extensions like Grammarly are great for providing a second pair of eyes to help you catch and highlight small mistakes, misspellings, and typos. This allows you to do quick editing passes between drafts. Wonderful. If you try out Grammarly or Pro Writing Aid, let us know how you liked it by writing to us at writingwithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. You can also let us know if you'd be interested in hearing more about this tool in one of our Tool Deep Dive episodes, which we release every fifth episode of the season. Okay, that's all for this week. Let's sign off with our current read. What's your pick of the week, BJ? Mistborn, The Final Empire by Brandon Sanderson. Nice. Gotta love that, Brandon Sanderson. And mine is Death in Holy Orders by P.D. James. Tweet us your pick of the week at writing underscore friends or email us at writingwithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms to hear more writing tips and tools. Thanks to Music Town for our theme music. See you next week. <laughs>